Welcome to the St. Richard's Podcast Sermon of the Week. This week's message is given by the Reverend Kelly Jennings. For more information, please visit us at strichards.org. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, these passages are pretty intense. They're pretty dark heavy passages we get from scripture today. But just like with Hagar, what she experiences with God's mercy, God coming through for her and her boy, we can also see God's light through every one of these passages. The one I'm going to focus on today is the one from Romans. We are going to be hearing from the letter of Paul to the Romans all the way through into the middle of September. So it might be worth choosing some summer reading in the Bible as the letter of the Romans, the the letter of Paul to the Romans, his longest letter by far. And probably most most, uh, scholars agree that it would be um, our our tradition's uh, first theological text. So it can be heavy. Even those words, theological text, don't really make you excited and want to get into reading it, right? So I would love to recommend a commentary. It's a little paperback commentary that you can read interchangeably with the letter of Paul to the Romans by N.T. Wright. And um, he has a series called Paul for Everyone. And so you can find the the Romans um, edition on Amazon, I'm sure. And, uh, And that will help. That will help. Even the Apostle Peter said, Paul can be difficult to understand. So don't don't be discouraged. Paul, at the point in the letter we hear from today, starts out by saying, do you not know, do you not know, that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Christianity is all about death death. We Christians hang images of the cross, a symbol of torture and death, around our necks, on our walls. We even have the symbol of torture and death built into our architecture. Sometimes, quite often, and certainly a long time ago, it was the imprint, the footprint of a church was the shape of a cross. Most cathedrals are still made that way. But we don't stop there with our focus on death. The rite of passage into the Christian faith, holy baptism, is not only a cleansing, but also a drowning. The act of putting someone under the water is to bring them through death, Christ's death, and the death of our former self. And then we emerge into a new life, into Christ's life. And then after the water, we are each sealed with holy oil and anointed in the shape of a cross, death. And there's more. The ritual meal we partake in after that, the Holy Eucharist, is when we recall the night before Jesus was handed over to suffering and death. So you could say that we Christians are well-versed in death. Does that mean that we just like to morbidly reflect on death? No, no. We have death interwoven into our liturgy, our imagery, our gestures, 
because we believe precisely that there's something on the other side. There is life through death. No one escapes it, but there is life at the other end. Paul says this today, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. Newness of life. If you just take away one phrase today, take away that phrase, newness of life. It's what we are invited into from the time we are baptized. C.S. Lewis put it this way, Jesus forced open a door that has been locked since the death of the first man. Jesus has met, fought, and beaten the king of death. Everything is different because of the resurrection. This is the beginning of the new creation. A new chapter in cosmic history has opened. That was C.S. Lewis. So if Jesus has defeated the king of death, what are we afraid of? Bishop Robert Barron, he has an a online presence. Um, he inspired this sermon today. He says that the greatest disease threatening humanity is the, the greatest disease threatening humanity is the fear of death. The fear of death. Think about how hard we strive not to think of it, to avoid it, to stave it off, think of the, the, the makeup industry, the fitness club industry. How hard we try to avoid accepting the inevitability of our own or a loved one's death. Corey Tenboom, author of The Hiding Place, if you have not read this book, please go out and find it. More summer reading. Corey Tenboom, her last name looks like Boom. I think it's pronounced Boom. She wrote a book called The Hiding Place. She was a survivor of a Nazi concentration camp. She recalls when, as a little girl, she realized that one day her parents would die. She burst into tears in front of her father. But I need you, she sobbed. You can't die. You can't. Corey, her father, began gently. When you and I go to Amsterdam, when do I give you your ticket? Why... Just before we get on the train, she said. Exactly. And our wise Father in heaven knows when we're going to need those things too. Don't run out ahead of him, Corey. When the time comes that some of us will have to die, you will look into your heart and find the strength you need just in time. This disease that grips all of us, the fear of death, is what makes us turn inward on ourselves, away from the world, and more and more inward, right? And when we do that, we are not fully living. We're closed off. We close our, the fear closes ourselves off, right? Do you remember what a classic vaccine is? By classic, it's my, my word, but classic vaccine, like for smallpox or measles, is where, because COVID is not this, but with smallpox and measles vaccines, there's a tiny bit of the live virus that gets injected into each of us, and then your body learns how to defend itself. 
from that virus and is able to stay to, to keep build that immunity to that particular disease. Yes, we are plagued by a disease, the fear of death. But good news, we have a live vaccine. The vaccine of Christ's death liberates us from this fear. Where do we find this vaccine? Right here. The vaccine that liberates us from the fear of death is in the form of Jesus' words, the words we hear in Scripture. We come every Sunday, don't we, and hear a little bit from the Bible. And we also receive a little bit of Jesus' life, his body and his blood. In the right one service, it's an invitation to come earlier to church. There's no reason why I couldn't do it at the right two. I'm just in the habit. The prayer book has different words for handing out the bread in the right one service. They're the older ones. And so the words go like this. The body, so this is that the priest is giving out the bread to those at the altar rail. I get to say, the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is given for thee, preserve thy body and soul unto everlasting life. Isn't that great? It speaks right to that vaccine we're receiving. The body of our Lord Jesus Christ, preserve your body and soul unto everlasting life. Yeah, beautiful words. The saints are the ones in whom we see the vaccine reach its full potential. The saints, that's why we celebrate them. We can see what happens when that vaccine reaches its full potential. They were the ones who faced the very real possibility of their own deaths in service to their Lord and to the sheep who needed their, his, Jesus' love. Saint Damien in the leper colony in Hawaii. Saint Thomas Becket of Canterbury. Maximilian Kolbe. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Constance and her companions in Memphis, Tennessee during the yellow fever epidemic. Martin Luther King Jr. and so many in the civil rights era. Jonathan Daniels, a young Episcopalian seminarian in the same civil rights era who took a fatal bullet for a 17-year-old African-American girl in Alabama. More summer reading. See me for that list, and if there are saints that you are unaware of and don't know their stories, look them up. Get to know them. All these martyrs witnessing to Christ's death and the hope of resurrection by their own deaths witnessed the power of this vaccine. They did not fear their own deaths, for they knew the power of their Lord over the king of death. St. Paul in Romans today says, we know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. That is our hope, friends. So, where does that fear grip you today? The fear of death. Where might that be somewhere in, out in the world where you are turning inward on yourself, not living life as fully as you might? When you invite 
This can happen just as soon as you get outside, maybe even right here before you leave. If you're feeling that fear, invite the Holy Spirit in because you're going to feel something different. You're going to walk out of here. You've received the vaccine. And you are going to claim your baptism. You are going to claim the cross of Christ. You are going to see miracles happen. You are going to see light in rooms that were filled with darkness. You are going to see sin dissipate. You are going to see resentment fade away. You are going to see anger weaken. And you are going to see your desire to control things and people lessen, lessen. So I give Paul the closing line. He's got a great closing line today. Consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. For service times or more information on St. Richard's, please visit strichards.org.